All right, you guys. So we're, uh, we're, 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 I realized as I'm going through the document to see what we're going to talk about today. If I kept scrolling down, I see that we have past week's topics. So we Which just. Is all our topics from the past. From David. <laughs> There's a time and place for everything, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and so as we're going through, we're just like kind of like realizing how far we've come in the actual, you know, just topics of things. So we're going to go through and read some of these topics that we have. Um, so week one, your relationship with each other. And then I added, I haven't found joy since January 20th, 1997. Is it how far we've come or how much you guys don't write in there anymore? Probably both. Both, dude. It's, uh, week two, breaking the muscle up bar at the gym. <laughs> David, that was true. Oh, I don't even think we did talk about that. Uh, oh, no. We no, did. we did. Yeah, we did. I know it's on the podcast because I've listened to it. Go-karting when you have a license versus before you get one. Mexican food dinner and Dalton's bowel problems. <laughs> what was the really long one that you were reading? Oh. <laughs> well, you uh, it's week 18. What was in red right there? Huh? What was that too? The that meant, that, that I... meant don't talk about it. No, oh, no. The fact that I murdered my presentation because I'm a badass motherfucker. That I did a, I had a really good presentation. That I killed. Uh, where is it? So week 18. Intro. Dalton can't light cigars. Which is true. The second segment. The one time Matt started to cry in a meeting because during the meeting, the guy was a younger brother and told a story about how he's only alive today because his older brother gave him his kidney and then in very detailed story, gave the entire situation and about how much his older brother sacrificed for him to be alive and live a full life. And then Matt found out that they were only three years apart and basically did a terrible job at fighting back tears during the story. Then the next set, next point, Dalton's going to be the world's greatest poker player. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's when I was playing just poker every day. Non-stop. And then, and then this is when Corona hit. So we had Corona ketchup. First segment, David's ear. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Rachel's eyebrows is definitely a segment. Yep. Matt's warts. So what do you think? What do you think? You say you're saying it shows how far we've come. What What do you think that means? This kind of also shows how little we've talked about. Why? Like the qual. I think the quality of these conversations definitely weren't the shit. I feel like we talked about a lot, but never really like talked about a lot. You know what I mean? Like now we have proper conver like we have conversations. We have conversations. Now. Conversation before it was points. Just, yeah. Yeah. Where before then it was like we had like ten points that we would go through in thirty minutes, and now it's like three to four. Yep. Yep. Oh, Matt's eulogy. Oh, that was fucking rough, dude. I remember having to do yeah. that. Yeah. I that. I don't know. Anyways, but one thing our topic may change, but the one thing that stays the same. David, roll that intro. I'm Drum. I'm Drummer. <laughs> I feel like that should go in the game. Welcome back, everybody. Week 82. Week 82. Eight. Yes. 82, guys. That's 8 times 10 plus 1 plus 1. 82. As always, we're your hosts, where we forget what week it is every week. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. This is a podcast about brotherhood and the three S's storytelling. The supernatural. And self-improvement. I'm you pr- we're getting better, dude. We're getting you better. <laughs> What's going on, man? How's your week? Good, dude. Um, I, well, I feel like it wasn't the best. I'm, I've been avoiding the dentist for like three years. Nice. And? And uh, I finally went. And uh, I was, everyone's like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. I was like, no, because I know I have problems that need to be fixed and I really don't want to go, but I realized I needed to go 
because three days before there was like a hole in my tooth and I was like, damn it. And I already rescheduled that same appointment once. So I couldn't reschedule it again. So it was good that I told a lot of people so they would tell me and make me go. So I can just, that was the best way I was going to do it. That was the only way I was going to do it. So I finally went and the people were super welcoming, great place. You know, everyone was super nice. Um, But it turns out that they had to give me a root canal, an emergency root canal. The next day. They couldn't even wait. No. Yeah. It was so bad. It was so bad. And so they're like, you need a root canal now. And then we got to fix your other root canal because that lady did not do your teeth justice. And I was like, oh, shit. So, so this is a different dentist. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And this dentist is a lot cooler and works fast. So I was like, okay. So they were they already in my teeth for like an hour cleaning it. The detailed work, just fucking digging in everything. And it fucking hurt. Hurt so bad. But luckily, the person that was doing it, the dental hygienist, as they call them, uh, she was funny as fuck. So she made, it, she made it the trip a little bit easier. And then, um, yeah, so, you know, in, in a little bit of debt, but you know what? My teeth are going to look good as fuck now, so I guess that's good. That oh, yeah. works out. Um, so, yeah, I did that. And then... Uh, Matt, have you ever had a root canal? You I've, just had perfect teeth your whole life. I've not. I've not had perfect teeth. My teeth were busted, bro. I no, like- no, 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 no. He doesn't mean how they look. He means the health of your tooth. I've gotten a couple cavities. Like, but how many cavities not- do you have in your mouth? Uh, right now? Yeah. Zero. No, 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 no. Okay, how many filled, how many fillings do you have in your mouth? Uh, I don't know, three or four. Okay, Dalton. Bro, every time I've gone to the don to the dentist, I'm pretty sure I need work done. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say gone to the dentist. <laughs> gone to the dentist. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's always work. I always needed something done. Yeah. Um, Same. So the only time I think I really didn't was when I was going to the orthodontist. Because I always had to keep my teeth in check or Dr. Bond would have got mad. Yeah. So I didn't want to piss Dr. Bond off. So I would just take care of my teeth. But also some some people, like our cousin Lex is like super adamant about her teeth. But like she still gets cavities all the time. And it's just like the the way your teeth are structured. Like, sorry. Sorry, everybody. Wow. <laughs> that was a big one. That was, like that a, was a good one, dude. Gopher from the uh, firm whistle. Winnie the Pooh. Um, uh, <laughs> No, but like some people's teeth are just like that, where they can brush as much as they want, but it's just uh, the way it, it is, you know? I wish. I got an electric toothbrush, though. She told me, she was like, look, your teeth, they can stay healthy, but you have to do two things. One, I need a mouth guard now when I sleep because I grind. Yeah, so are your, are your, like, your molars are gone? Yeah. They go up instead of down? Uh-huh. That's how mine are, too. Yeah, and she's like, you need you need a mouth guard. She's like, but since you have caps on, on your, on your root canals, your... You need to get a custom-made one. And I was like, Dang. okay. Let so, me guess. She's the only one that could do the custom-made one. They do it there, man. Smart. They, they, they provide it all. All the services. Sure they do, man. They provide it for me. So I, I just go there and get it done. But they they make you feel so nice. It's crazy the hospitality level of that place compared to the place I went before. Yeah, I, the place I we realized went to before was awful. It was shit. It just was look, look nice. No, they just whitened teeth so mom liked it. So we went. But every place whitens teeth. Yes, I know. I don't want to talk about dentists anymore, dude. I'm fucking exhausted from that shit. All right, so what else happened this week, Dalton? Give me something more fun than the dentist. Oh, yeah. My kids graduated today. Um, Worst teeth. That was amazing. That was really cool. Uh, Big blessing. But Um, they still have to go back to school. Yeah, yeah. So they still have two more days of school left. We just had to do it early for some reason, which I really don't understand why. 
Um, so every time I would see like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> like I had to say that to everybody because they were all just coming the next day. That's like how at grad night, you know, you had to go to the whole grad night and mm-hmm. then you wouldn't get your diploma till you finished grad night to yep. prove that you weren't going to fuck around. Yep. I was talking to Emily today about how whenever you go, cause she, she brought up uh, your violin lessons and I was like, how is it? She goes, oh, you know, you can, you can tell what he's playing. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, like I, I'm not expecting like, you know, magic, like the first like couple weeks, like violin's rough. Like I've tried, tried to learn how to play it. And it's, it's very challenging. Um, but then I was like, oh yeah, he got lessons. And then where the hell was I going with this? Well, I have a question. What? So, <laughs> where was I going with that? So there's this TikTok. Oh, okay. Disneyland. So then I told Emily, I was like, I was like, yeah. And then she was telling me something about you. And I was like, when you go to Disneyland with David, this is a pretty <laughs> awful story. I, I don't want to finish it. I am not finishing it. Dalton, you had a question about TikTok? <laughs> you have to finish the story because i don't know what the fuck you're talking no all about. i was actually we were talking about david about violins and there was a transitionary period where all of a sudden we were talking about disneyland and then i was like oh yeah when you go to disneyland with david he's Tells you all these random fun facts you never wanted to know about. Emily, please save me here. <laughs> Text me and call me and tell me how we got there. I don't remember. Wait, so what's the point of the story? There, it was just about David and Disneyland. And then I thought about them. Dalton, you were saying about TikTok. <laughs> I want to change Christ, the so dude. bad. <laughs> what the fuck was uh, that? Sorry, I wrote my ADs. Um, I was going to say. Oh. oh, I was going to say that this guy on TikTok bought a fucking bagpipe and was playing it and had no idea what he was doing but his girlfriend like was like oh what'd you order babe and he was like bagpipe <laughs> and, like pulled it out and started trying to play it but sounded like shit and she was trying to eat her mac and cheese and couldn't she was laughing too hard and he he, he was like looked at her looked back and like started it, it sounded terrible it was hilarious so then i thought what like weird instrument would you guys play like if you could choose anything any weird ass instrument it's that the dome thing that people have and you have to put pressure oh, and you hand pans hand yeah. pans is that what those are called i think something bing, like that bing, bing, that or a mandolin mandolin would be pretty fucking sick or a, a harp okay you gotta pick one you pick like three i'm multi-talent i can learn all three which one would you do dom because i gotta think more uh i was thinking probably that like that um japanese guitar thing oh the guitar piano kind of thing from yeah Kung Fu hustle yes Ooh, that's a good one uh yeah oh from japan but also from Kung Fu hustle it was that this originated from Kung Fu hustle <laughs> that's the first time david saw it that's the first time you ever saw that instrument yeah they play it on like it was on uh the last samurai no hmm. was it in the last samurai or am i going crazy I too so. we're to watch can you type that in no Japanese guitar on The Last Samurai? The Japanese guitar is the one from Kubo. The one that looks like a banjo a little bit, but it only has the three strings, and you use the the really hard triangle to play. It's oh, not a pick. It's way no. bigger. It's like... It's like doom, 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 boom, 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 boom. What do you think is the most superior instrument? The, the harmonica. The harmonica? The harmonica what do, to Now, you, what does superior mean? Like, what... I can play pranks on people. What instrument does it all? 
can, can and I think I know it. Probably I think we a all piano. Know. Oh, this? No, this one. Or or Palawani? Tr- no, this one. Yeah, it's the one I fucking highlighted. Okay, audio people. Uh, I don't even describe. It. Imagine a massage table. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you go. Imagine a. It, oh, it's it's a harp, like situation with the strings, but it's on a table. And there's triangles that lift up the strings in certain places, so they make different sounds. And you know, it's like when it's like ding, ding. No, ding, it's ding. the it's the inside of a piano. But then you just don't have the keys. You just play on the strings themselves. No, it's not. Yes, it is. What does the inside of a piano look like? Let me type it in. In. You guys better be sending me all these things. <laughs> if I'm going to be I'll putting these the on the video. Open. Keep your tabs open. But, okay, you say it's not piano then. What do you say it I is? think it's a guitar. You think a guitar I is think, the one that does does it all? I think it can do it all. I think a good a good acoustic guitar can do can do right. blues can Inside do jazz piano. can do rock can do um i guess yeah you're kind of right though thank you kinda right i wouldn't say you're correct but you're kind of right harmonica superior what what instrument would you choose I said piano piano can do blues and fast stuff but it can't like it can't beatboxing it can't set a beat beat like, like a guitar can yeah it can not really. You do like, waltzes, you like, but I, I just like the feel. The feeling I get from like a guitar going, dent, 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 Then I get from. It doesn't. You're thinking of like melodic stuff. You listen to any old rock and roll, and it's all piano, piano chords. But that doesn't make me want to go. He doesn't know the classics. You know, he doesn't. I know more classics than you. Name name some classics. Name some classics, Dalton. Okay, if you guys want a good playlist, type in Swampy Blues. It's fucking killer. Um. And it's just all old time blues music. Bet you there's some harmonica in there. Oh yeah, there's plenty of. Why that. is harmonica the most superior? Thank you said you. it was for praying. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so Didn't harmonica is superior because it's portable, it's lightweight. You can literally put it in your pocket. And the best part is that you have theme. You can make theme music wherever you are, and it's annoying. So. When it's, you're walking down the street, if you, you can s- also do that with the tuba. You no, can do that with yeah, but that's incredibly inconvenient. We're not talking about convenience. Okay, well I am, and that's why it's superior because well, no, it's what instrument easy. works best in any type of genre? Just imagine little kids running, and you play the, uh, and then they look up, and then you just hide your harmonica. You think you can play that on a harmonica? I know I can play that on a harmonica. Go get your harmonica right now. I don't know where it is. Oh, you know where it is. You no always idea. play that thing. No, I don't. Go check your desk. No. Guess it's not as portable as we thought. I bet you it's on his desk. It's so portable it gets hidden, which is why nobody plays it because they all buy a harmonica and then lose it. I know exactly where his harmonica is. Where is it? It's right on on his uh his little like uh where your books are. The bookshelf. The bookshelf. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's on the bookshelf. I'll show you guys later. We'll do it for the outro. All right. Well, do it for the outro. Yeah. Well, in actual news for the software boys here, uh, we were talking about it earlier, but there is an app called anom anom that A-nom. was used to hack drug dealers to take down like an entire country's worth of drug dealers in australia and new zealand how wild is that man yeah new zealand has drug dealers how do you think that would happen i know you haven't read it yet but how do you think how do you think an app could do that um being the software hacker that you are well it's actually kind of interesting because i wonder how they worded the the terms of service 
Because that's the biggest thing. I mean, it's a black market phone, so I don't know how. how oh, oh, they are I forgot. I didn't know it was a black market phone. Right, basically, what happened was the government decided they needed to track these drug dealers. I thought you were talking about a normal phone. So, what they did was they got these phones and they encrypted them, and they basically sold them on the black market as untraceable phones, right? Because that's exactly what drug dealers want. They don't want to be traced. So. Naturally. Naturally, the phones were traceable with just the government. So they basically just waited until there was a large enough some, like uh, transaction going down. And they pulled the trigger and they had enough evidence to convict. And then there was over 800 arrests. Wow. So much. And it's global. So I don't even know what the freaking like how they're going to split that up. Like do you if you're a part of a global crime who's the judge like are you judged by your home country yeah and it's a digital crime too because you're not you're only arresting based on the trend like the paper trail the digital trail which could be happening anywhere yeah and it's hard too because like if a hacker knows how to do it they basically just attach zip lines to strands of code and they just zip on down into networks and other places that they're not supposed to be and the best part is that apparently in the digital world it's only going downhill because you can zip anywhere you want at any time and sometimes there's multiple of you that's gonna be a giant shit show can you imagine trying to read all the like the tracking ip addresses and stuff like that yeah that's a bitch to look at well that's what vpns are right that's where it's Mm. just it just throws you around Yeah. yeah 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 that's why i always watch my sports out in the netherlands it's safe there I thought I thought wait what did you say you said Switzerland? That's what Matt just said right now. Ah, what what was the place that you you just said? That right was now? Australia, New Zealand. New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand. Man, that's crazy. I thought New Zealand was like just a place full of peace and happiness. But do you think that's something that can only be restricted to you know, phones that are specifically being bought for the purpose of being yeah. like untraceable? I mean, or do you I think it like can do you think it can spread? Like if the FBI can do that with phones for drug dealers, do you think it can start doing that beyond? Uh, I'm sure, but the only problem with that is people have rights. So some apps may say that you know they can't, they can do this and this and this. If it's not breaking their rules or terms of service, they can't really get them mad at them for it. You know, so it it all has to be on the FBI's like app. Like they have to make an app, and I guess they have to word the terms of service in a certain way so it doesn't co- come to bite them in the ass, and they have. They told them that, hey, we're going to watch all these things, but in a very particular way. And, you know, they're like, we told them. And then they decided to do it on our app. So we caught them. So maybe they can, maybe they already have an app like that, you know, where they try to do that stuff. So do you think that means that the app that they did use had to also have that so that they could legally use those documents in court or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. They'd have to. That's just such a. That's such a hard thing to do. Like techno- technology is such a hard thing to like get a grasp on because it's like evolving faster than we can even think. Yep. You know, like we can never, we'll never catch up. It's just too. There's too many people. There's too many different brains on the same network, and it just things just go. You know. That's why I stayed down here. Yeah, man. That's why I stay on this network. Yeah, man. How can we be so far behind when people are the ones who are furthering that technology? I don't understand your question, man. Because people build off of it, right? So, like, sometimes people will need an answer to a question, and somebody will have this type of code that will be, like, 
the the ground that someone else will use to jump off of and then it just is basically like somebody moves the bar and then everybody else tries to catch up and figure out how they got there and then everybody gets there and then it's like this collective like experience where everybody learns and it becomes common knowledge but then by the time it's common knowledge and people understand it the people that are pushing the bars and the barriers a lot of times aren't the people that are working for the government or are not average civilians so it's kind of hard to keep up when the people that are moving the bar are using advantage, knowing that they're doing stuff that's never been ha- never been done before, and they can take advantage and make a lot of money off of the situation. Because mm-hmm. by the time everybody figures out what they've done, they're on to the next thing, or they're out in some island just retiring off of the, the income that they made. Hmm. That's crazy. I mean, it sounds kind of like the coins, all the all the crazy coins that are happening right now. Yeah, all the all the shit coins. They made so many crazy coins, mm-hmm. man. There's uh, which there is one that I saw. There's uh, there's a cannabis crypto that's coming out. I read that today. Uh, and there's another I one. I thought you said cannibal crypto, and no, I was cannabis. like, how is that gonna work? Oh yeah. No, but there, uh, there's another one where it's like some it's uh, pretty physical. It's like a porn based crypto. It's Cummies. Like, yeah. 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 I think cummies. that's it. It's called cummies. I think that's Stupid. it. Yeah, I read that. I was like, "This so is dumb. dumb." And that just essentially means that that's the specific currency you use. Oh, to like pay that kind of stuff, like for the cannabis or for the porn or whatever. I think so. I don't really know. To be honest with you, that's above my my pay grade my, and my understanding. I have no idea how that however, shit works. However, listen to this. Okay, so I have podcasts that I listen to that are all about cyber stuff. I was telling you about an episode earlier today. The most recent episode that I'm listening to. It starts out by telling the story about this guy who was back in the 90s, no, back in the early 2000s, 90s, early 2000s. Uh, I think it's early 2000s. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Yes. No, it does. So okay. uh, he bought crypto when it was $600 a coin. Okay. Which, which one? A Bitcoin. Sorry. Sorry. He bought crypto. Or he bought Bitcoin when it was $600 a coin. Yeah. Okay. He had 18 so no, let's say ten thousand. I think I know the story, runners, right? He does a hack, gets caught, gets sent to prison for like fucking twenty five something years, right? Long time. He's getting out in a couple of months. He's going to get out, and and he has a journal that has that he um and he put the um. There's a certain code that you need to access the funds of your 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 crypto wallet or your Bitcoin wallet, right? So. The police confiscated a bunch of stuff, but they couldn't find the code to get into that his his wallet. So he knows where it's at, and apparently it's in a journal somewhere that they they have opened and gone through, but gave put gave back to him. And you know he he has a bunch of them, so he didn't tell them which one it was and all this stuff, right? So he's going to leave prison, go back to his his stuff, get his encryption codes or whatever they are. He's gonna get out of prison a millionaire. You think so? Yes. How much are cryptos going for right now? Cryptos. How much is Bitcoin? 30, 30 grand. Thirty. So you have eighteen. Eighteen times, times three. Thirty-two thousand. It's about half a million dollars right there. Wow. Yeah. That was not the math that happened in my head. What was the math going on? Well, like we know how 000. we know how your math goes. Yeah, it didn't go well. I don't think that's the right math though. Is it? Because if he's only got eighteen coins. Some I, I forget the actual number, but he comes out a millionaire. But basically, I was like, "That's insane." So you're telling me that somebody that knows that they just bought it because it was like the cool thing. It had its little like spike back in the day. Did it say the kind of hack he did? No, but it's her 25 years. It has to be a, 
but he's served Crazy. prison, and the only reason he's probably gonna make all this money is because he literally had to wait. He had no access to it. He you, couldn't go sell. He couldn't go do anything because he, he couldn't. What is he gonna do? Tell somebody to hey, go cash out my my Bitcoin account for me? No, yeah. like they're gonna fucking take Heck the money. No, dude. So he just sat on it and just waited and was forced to, and prison forced him to be a millionaire. That's wild, man. How cool is that? I don't understand anything about this coin stuff but i love hearing how like how crazy it makes money and stuff and drops and goes up and i don't understand anything but i love it i mean essentially it's just i can't get into the the deep details of it of like the blockchain and all that yeah but when i was talking to rachel about it because it was the difference between crypto and stocks because it was like you don't sell your you don't sell your crypto you just you convert it uh-huh. And so it's essentially, I think, like you're not buying stock, you're not buying into a business that then you would like sell out of. You're just taking your U.S. dollars and essentially converting them instead of to like a British pound or a Chinese yen or a Mexican peso or something. You're converting it to a digital style of coin, and the same way the British pound is like 1.4 times the value of a dollar. Yeah those crypto coins just keep changing. So you're really just changing it from one type of money to a different type of money. It's just that this other type has the potential to change its value in relativeness to the dollar. That's a very good explanation that, that cause that's why I was like, you're not, you're not selling your crypto. You're just, you're converting it back to what you, your U S dollars and then taking that. That's crazy. But, okay, you guys, we know Maggie's in the other room, right? Yep. We know she's sleeping. She's being a little yeah. a little, a little darling, right? Yep. If Maggie was in trouble, what would you rather fight off to save her? A kangaroo hmm. or a bear? A mother bear. Kangaroo. With her cubs right next to her. I, I, I'd be able to beat the fuck out of a kangaroo. If I, I don't think to. I would win, but I would rather fight a kangaroo than a bear. Why? Because I feel like a bear is like <laughs> wide like in their attacks. like they like they It's like a, a wide sweep. Uh-huh. But a kangaroo is kind of like a box, like kind of like a punch. I've dodged a couple punches. I've also taken a couple punches before. So just in the grand scheme of things, the probability... Of me possibly missing a punch or a kick from a kangaroo. I feel like it's a lot easier is, to read a kangaroo than a bear, too. Is higher than this giant bear running at me. And I don't know if it's going to swipe a claw or if it's going to tackle me and bite me or what. <clears throat> so here's you know? the thing. is You're right about this because the kangaroos don't have a big reach. So with they their, can come with out. their arms, but their legs. That's but you know. wait, here, here's my point. is Say they try the punches. It doesn't work. It has to lean back to kick you. Now, it's going to be fast, but it still has to do this motion. The minute you see this, just back up, and I'll miss, you, miss its kick. Yeah, but then... Boom, but, boom, boom. No, but... Back up. Miss, no, but, boom, but, boom. but when it comes back... Mind you, in, in both of these scenarios, I'm not winning. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way I win in either of these scenarios. But I'm what I'm You're saying is, is that when the kangaroo comes back, it comes back on its tail. So not it's like not as simple as, like, step back because... The tail is gonna propel the fucking kangaroo forward. No, that's when the, you step dodge to the left. I don't think their tails Not are that, that strong. I my knee hurt. I, I don't have that lateral motion, man. I think you're thinking of just like, what's what's the kangaroo's name from Jack? 
No. Uh, from uh, oh, fuck. What's his name? Winnie Winnie the Pooh. What's that kangaroo? Kanga. Kanga. Yep. That's and, his and, name. And her son Rue. Oh. Oh. No shit. Yeah. Kangaroo, and they just split it up to yeah. make you do it. That's funny. That's. I've never noticed that. <laughs> um. So I was thinking. Oh, okay. So it's not. It's not Kanga. Oh. Then it's it's the orange one. The oh, like the tigger. orange is Tigger. Tigger. Yeah. So I I thought I was thinking about Tigger when you talked about that, but um no I don't think they can they can they can push themselves like project themselves out with their tail that's not possible they're still too heavy so I think it's a lot easier to get around yeah but Tigger's Tigger's tail like is like a spring it compresses yeah. and stuff yeah. like but that but he's also not a kangaroo true so we, we're not worried about Tigger right now if it, if it was Tigger I think dude he would be insane man to try and fight he's just a crackhead i think honestly he's he a could, tiger he could definitely beat he, the avatar he's also a tiger you think that tigger yeah could beat the avatar in yes. full avatar state or just regular ang regular airbender? regular ang i think avatar state's dude, way too op regular ang i think airbender. no you can't yes i can dude. no you can't maybe cora nah. maybe i think we all could be cora nah. you just tell her she sucks she's like i'm i suck cora's stupid but what I'm saying is, wow, Aang, I'm some uh, very like you know, bro. It's three seasons of her tr- trying to figure out why she has it so easy, and then not doing good at anything, and then one season of her being badass. Think about that. I never seen it. So. Oh, dude, it sounds like every Star Wars. Movie Don't watch it. I just explained it to you. Shut up. Especially the first. But three. both of the both of those things have happened. I, mean, I, I feel like you guys have seen. The I one saw the bear guy. Oh, I've I've seen both of them. You see me in a room with a grizzly bear. Save the bear. <laughs> Where's that from? It's from some meme. I don't know. Uh, I I seen the one where the guy punches the kangaroo. Yeah, and the then I too I close. saw the one of the mom saving her dog and like pushing the bear off the. Uh... That was a teenage girl. Oh, really? That was like that a was 16, a girl, sixteen year old girl. Brave. Oh, because uh, it was like four dogs, four tiny dogs that were over there, and the bears, you know, hanging off the wall. Swiping down, try and get this, try and get the little dogs. Yeah, I feel like I would run up on the bear like that, but also too, if anything came after Maggie, I feel like I would just lose my. That's mind. what I'm saying. If the bear, if the bear is on that back wall and Maggie's like trying to jump at it, I would throw a chair. I would throw something for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would. Who's to say you don't hit that and then the bear like falls forward? Because I would be throwing. I would make sure I threw. It has. It's that moment where you're like, okay, it just fell off. Either I go and get Maggie, or I take the opportunity to kill the animal. There's no way you kill a bear, Dalton. Matt, think about it. If it falls down, it hurts itself a little bit. That's your only chance, guaranteed, with a bear, that you're going to be able to kill it. So you're telling me that a bear that climbs up in trees... I grab the closest fork. And you're going to kill a bear with a fork? It doesn't even touch the skin through the fur on a fork, Dalton. You don't know how it works, man. You don't know how I roll a fork stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah I would I would definitely throw something. I mean, I don't know. I'd do what I'd have to for Maggie. but She's our life, David. She is our life. I, I understand that. That's why I wanted to ask What would question. you do? What would I do? Yeah. Indy would just scowl at you. you like, why don't you come over here and help me? I don't see Indy loser. going after a bear, though. I see Indy going after a bear. Really? If it's up high, out of his reach... If there's no way for him to interact with it as in his mind, he will go after he's it. He's down for it? The second the bear falls off, he's not. He's not. It's how he fights out. Him and his little bow tie. Oh, yeah. Then, then oh, he yeah. doesn't have anything to hold him back. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. He needs something to hold him back. That's a very important barrier to have. Yeah. 
Yes, if you is. if you found yourself up against a bear or a full size kanga, uh, would you find yourself praying to the flying spaghetti monster? Uh, if for I knew, help and if guidance, I, if I knew what that was to distract, I mean, yes, because I feel like if a flying spaghetti monster came to any animal and me fighting, they would just automatically stop and they would just like start trying to eat the spaghetti monsters and you I know, can get away. You know what I'm kind of surprised about? What it's like this is this is interesting and also like you got to think about like. The time that somebody like was has someone has a frame thing of a toast that looks like Jesus. Yeah, it's crazy that cults can be made of little things like this. Yeah, and like, there's a cult around Jesus. I, I'm through. I'm surprised there isn't a cult around the Jesus bread because there's cults around for less. You know, like at least make it worth your while. You get bread if he doesn't work. But yeah, do you guys not know the flying spaghetti monster? No, what is this flying spaghetti monster? So the flying spaghetti monster is the deity of the church of the flying spaghetti monster. Okay, or this p- is no help. <laughs> <laughs> this, tells is a tree. this tells me you nothing. This tells me nothing. It is. Couldn't eat. Pastafarianism. Pastafarianism. Okay. Pastafarianism. We'll go far in it. Farianism. But. Okay, well, I thought it was like a joke religion. I thought it was like a joke thing. I, th- I think it's still supposed to be satire, but it's supposed to basically kind of, uh, it says it promotes a lighthearted view of religion, opposing the teaching, and I guess this was in response to a school trying to uh, say that they were going to teach intelligent design, which I think was like the next step above like it was like a scientific way of saying God created everything in schools and public schools. So this person created this like book Bible kind of thing based on this deity to show how kind of easy it is to create a religion that fits the rules of society. Mm. Interesting. Saying like, Oh, if you can teach that, then you should be teaching this as well. You know, wow. That's That's super interesting. That's wild. I never even thought about that. Like, instead of going, like, just being like, no, there's no reason. And having to prove your point, like, she literally wrote a whole book proving her point. I was like, look, read this. Like, this, that's really what, you know, religion kind of is. is just finding a way to live in a type of way, you know. And it's the, uh, yeah, saying that if, if you were going to teach intelligent design, it demanded equal time for flying spaghetti monsterism. And it's what is, is, it, what is, is it teaching it? all religions or only a certain one? The, he's just saying if you're he's basically promoting like religious studies instead of one religion. Uh, That's okay, why he's okay. saying if you're going to teach this, you need to make yeah, time yeah, and yeah, also teach, teach this. And it's it's I guess actually used as part of a philosophical argument. It's huh. called Russell's teapot that the philosophic burden of proof lies upon those who make unfalsifiable claims uh, rather than those who reject them. Huh. Huh. But what do you guys think about... What do you guys think about... I guess that, Russell's Teapot. I would like to be a part of this church. There's a book that you can read about it. No. What was the the book called? It's called The The Loose Cannon, The Holy Book of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. I love it. Hmm. I gotta get it. But uh, what do you think about that that argument that the philosophic burden of proof lies upon those who make unfalsifiable claims rather than the people that reject them having to provide that proof. 
Um, I don't. You worded it. Yeah. What's in a weird un, way. let's 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 dumb this down. Tanks, what does unfalsifiable me. claims mean? So dictionary, Dave, really quick. Uh, a theory is falsifiable. <laughs> Dave's all this is my only. <laughs> he had his segment. only segment. He's like, <laughs> this is my segment. <laughs> He's all gotta do my intro. <laughs> Everyone wants to know. It's like dictionary, Dave, 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 dictionary. A theory, a theory is falsifiable or refutable if it is contradicted by an observation that is logically possible, expressible in the language of the theory, which must have. There's a lot of a lot of big words. So, like for example, the statement "all swans are white" is falsifiable because here is a black swan. Like I'm uh, looking at one. That that's a good movie it. too. Yeah. So whereas, and so they're saying that. The burden of proof falls on the person that's saying all swans are white. Yes. Um, I think like that- if someone says all swans are white and then someone else says no, it's not on the person that says no to go find to go find a black swan. It's up to the person who said it to prove that all swans are white. Yeah. They would have to be like, all right, go get all the swans in the world to show us that they're white. Otherwise, mm. you can't say that. Prove me wrong. Yeah. And they can't. Oh. Mm. Yeah, see, my head was like, I felt like you were giving me like reverse cards on reverse cards. I I was going backwards on the thought process, but that makes more sense. I mean, I think it's kind of like, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, I would say that. But I feel like religion's like so touchy for a lot of people that it's it's hard to even kind of come at this, you know? Like, I, I would I wouldn't really like, I want to do this because I don't have the want or the need to like research to try and help prove them wrong or prove them right. You know what I mean? I just don't find the point in that. I guess then. Yeah. Let's. What are you thinking about? I I don't. I can make a case for both people going to get it, but I think it just depends on. In as an individual, finding the answer for yourself. So. If somebody tells you a claim and then you go to find out that claim, I think that that is a like a personal like journey that someone should go on. I don't think it's I don't think the duty to prove something falls on the shoulders of anybody because if it let's say you know somebody says you know uh, all swans are white and then someone says no and the person that made this the statement about the swans decides to go and show that person that all swans are white like. What if the other person just like they just said no because they've seen a black swan and then the other person is now out like I don't then they just become this annoying person that's arguing with them as to why all swans are white. And then if the other person is like, oh no, like there's a black swan, I've seen it before, and starts giving all this evidence about black swans, I just don't see a beneficial conversation going there. I, I don't know. It might be the, the way that it's positioned where it's like both people are so like like firm in their stance that I don't see there being like a conversation to be had rather than like spitting facts at people. Mm -hmm. And you've heard me say before, like, I'm not somebody, I'm not going to waste my breath. If I don't think you're in a position to hear something, right. Unless I really think you need to hear it one way or another, like I just won't waste my time. Mm -hmm. You know, there are people that I know that are so set in their ways. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, you've, you've clearly gone through enough to where this is the conclusion that you've drawn and I'm going to respect that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I respect it the other way around when I've made my conclusion about something I'm not saying I don't want to be questioned because if you know me, I, I do most of my questioning myself, but I always encourage it and welcome it for the most part. Um, but I, I just have a problem with duty to convince others of a truth uh, being placed on an individual. And I think that's probably what this is leaning towards is that it's it's so heavily based on the individual that this argument was 
going against probably for for the individual and so f- therefore going against the idea of it being a standardized um requirement yeah for like a for like a public school i think it was a public school but even that gets you know far above our pay grade yeah, of, absolutely. Of, of, that was really well said man that, yeah that was very that was well really said. well said i like that so let's sit with that think about it as we go to a break anyways and we're back you guys we're back, everybody. How are we doing? How are you feeling? I hope and you guys enjoyed the vibe. Hope you enjoyed your break as much as we enjoyed ours. We're All doing- right, we're doing slang, sl- 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 slang trivia with Mad Drum. Hi, I'm Mad Drum. What do we have an uh, intro for that? No, I don't think so. No, we I also don't think it's. It. I don't think it's possible to make a intro with that slang trivia with Matt Drum. Hi, I'm Matt Drum. All right, well. He's got his own intro going. He's doing his own thing. I just always introduce myself just in case they forgot. Okay, got it. All right. So it's a game where we pick. I'm sorry. I can't. I don't know why I can't see right now. We let David bring it, bring it in. I like when David does the introduces the second segment. Okay. I, I suck. I'm sorry. I Go ahead. for far too long. That's okay. Just this part. Hey, we, we like that about you, David. Slang trivia is when Dalton has a list of words uh, that span the oh, decades of time. That are all slang because Matt Drum is a professional man, so he doesn't know slang, and he's gonna try and guess his way through these terms. Oh, he's not gonna as to what they mean and where they came from. Last time you said that, I did. No, and then no, you this, thought I this is this is actually hard. Okay, this is actually hard. All right, hit me with them, man. Let's see. All right, let's let's start with something easy. So we got five terms today. Five. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say this in any expression. I'm just gonna say it. Up your nose with a rubber hose. Up your nose with a rubber hose. So, okay, up your nose. It's like when you smell something incredibly potent and, like, it hurts your sinuses really, really bad. And then you're like, oh, man, like, that that hurt my nose. And then you're like, man, that went up your nose like a rubber hose? No. Okay. All right. All right. Am I close? Try again. You're close. Try and use it in a sentence. My allergies really act. Oh, no, no, no. Dalton made chicken yesterday and he left it out overnight. All the flies got on it and then a bear came in and shit on it. And that, man, that stench just went up my nose like a rubber hose. You're too literal with it. You're too literal. But um, so what it actually means is a scapegoat expression for extreme frustration or back into a corner with no intelligent answer is thought of. And no intelligent answer is thought of. And it's from the, can you guess the time? 30s. What? The 70s. No, oh, okay. Why do you go 30s? I don't know. Do you understand? No. So what is Dalton's go-to phrase? Fuck off. Yeah. It's that from the 70s. Up your nose when, with the rubber when hose? When someone's coming at you. Up your nose with a rubber hose. Like, Matt, why weren't you at the gym this morning? Up, up your, your nose, nose with, with the rubber, rubber hose. hose. Rubber exactly. hose up with the nub- Okay. Immortalized oh, by John Travolta in All right. some movie. Right. Oh, he actually says it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Where it comes from. Yeah, cool. All right. I'm going to I'm going to So that's give you... 1. You're 0 for 1 right now. 0 for 1. I'm usually 0 for 1. Yeah. It's it starting off. This is usually how it starts. All right, ready? Yep. What's your bag? What's your bag? Like, what's your deal, bro? What's your bag? What kind of baggage you got in your life? Let's get into it, man. Where's it from? So is that that's what you guess it is? Yeah, like uh, like what's your deal? Like what's your deal? What's, what's your deal? story? Yeah, what's your story? Uh huh. What time? The fifties. 
Why do you think the 50s? Because uh, I feel like at that time it was very common to have bags. <laughs> they just had bags <laughs> everywhere. Just bags were around. Uh, it's from the 60s, okay. which is interesting because it seems like something that would be like even like I, I would see in the 2000s. Do you think it'd be a what's maybe your bag? it came back? Uh, like, what's your bag? Like, so I am right. No. No, you're wrong. But you well, you're right about the, the meaning, but you're wrong about the time. I don't you're, care you're about you're the not, time. I got the not, meaning right? You're not even quite right with the meaning. Okay, what's the meaning? What's your problem? Why are you mad? What's your bag? It's not like, hey, what's your deal? It's like, yo, what's your deal, dude? Okay. All right. Uh, I'll back off. I'll take the L on that. I'll take the L. You should. Uh, and so it's something that you two can say to each other all the time now to piss each other off. What's your bag? If you're coming hot, if you're coming in hot at each other for any given reason, just be like, hey, yo, Don, what's your bag? I don't think you're going to know what this one is, to be honest. Ready? I have a better shot so? than any of the other ones. <laughs> is it the third one? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, uh, this is, is this is this would be good though. Uh, poggers. Poggers. Spell it for me. P o g g e r s. Okay. All right. Um. Don't ask for an adjective. I don't know how to do those. Poggers. Can you use it in a sentence? No. That was poggers, bro. That was poggers. That was or it'd poggers. be poggers, dude. Poggers, dude. Dread the gnar, bro. Uh, Why are you stuttering like a car engine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, poggers, dude. Wild. 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 Using a sentence. Dude, fighting that kangaroo is poggers, dude. <laughs> what time do you think it's from? The 90s. From the 90s? That's a good guess. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. It's, here, so here's bonus points. Okay. It's, it's an acronym. Wait, hold on. Do I? Huh? It's an acronym. Oh, yeah. It's like what does it stand for? Not the full thing is an acronym, but the like half of it's an acronym. So POG, yeah, is an acronym. Yeah, it could be GERS. It's the worst acronym ever. (laughs) I don't Uh, know what's what's an acronym. NASA is an acronym. That's a terrible example. Oh, oh, wait. It's like it's like like national. Yes. Like that. Like the the letters. Yeah. Okay, got you it. You know, see stuff. I'm pretty sure it's not national, but you know, Pog. I'm going with what what I got. Uh, Poggers. Hurry up. I want to say people. No, nope, uh, you're wrong. Okay, here's people, what it is. People, people only, only grind. Okay. This <laughs> 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 is so decent. Uh, it actually means play of game. Oh, so, so that's why poggers, it came from like Fortnite, Call of Duty, yeah, stuff like that. It's like the oh. best part of the game, the best, the best play of the game. You know, they get a certain kill. Oh. Like pog, pog. Oh. Started, started back around 2010. Play of the game. Ah, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, last one. Did last you know one? what goat meant? Or did I, were you the person that I explained what goat meant? Goat's another acronym. Yeah, greatest of yeah, all time. Yeah, we we everyone knows what goat is. No, I explained it to somebody recently. I think it was. I thought it was you. No, I've always known what goat meant. Was it your dad? No. Freaking Brady's the goat, dude. All right, you got two more. All, All right. right. Ready? Matt's mm-hmm. one for three right now. Heart horny. Heart horny. Heart, like two separate words or is it one word? Two, two separate, separate words. words. Two separate words. It's when you're attracted to somebody emotionally and you want to fuck them. But, like, you're not attracted to them physically, so you don't want to actually do it. But, like, if their personality <laughs> was a person, you would totally go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah? Like, how would you use it in a sentence? Like, David, man. Dude. 
so-and-so just gets my heart horny like just gets me gets me going i guess it's a pretty blatant term but if 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 it actually came to like i just couldn't i'm just not attracted to them physically but emotionally hell yeah interesting I'd give like half points I for that. How is that half? You, I feel like you either get it or you, you were, don't. You were there, and then the more you explained, the, the less, less it seemed to be what it is. You're just so, attracted to somebody's personality and everything about them, but you're just not attracted to them physically. And I think it's just situationally. Yeah. He's not in the right very situation. Yeah. Okay, well, put me in a situation. There's no one. It's not a specific person. So what you, you are you like it, directors? So like you're just if, attracted to your heart gets horny for directors. If if so, it's not <laughs> like a, a group of people. It's, it's not an applied. <laughs> it's not an applied sensation. It's not an active sensation. It's a passive sensation. You're not heart horny for something. You are I'm, just heart uh, horny for everyone. For something. I'm heart horny for Dr. Pepper. All right. Here's you what know, it means. Not for anything. Yeah. Don't go for it. <laughs> Heart horny, not horny for a body, but horny for a real emotional connection. So I was right. Yes. In a way. But you explained it and then it got weird. Well, horny's in the turn. Because you kept going on you kept going on like, I don't want to fuck him. I just wanna I wanna be around him. You're talking about a friendship, but you're making it really <laughs> Yeah, you're making a really <laughs> weird it friendship. Really weird. I don't know where where you were going with that, but the friendship was getting real like kinked out. I, I felt like the horny part was very important, so I felt like the need to continuously <laughs> you know like, the, put it in you know, there. So time. you're so you're horny for heart is what you're is. I just feel like it's you a don't weird wanna, term in general. You don't wanna just you don't like you don't wanna you, just have what, a bunch of you don't wanna have a bunch of one night stands. You're tired of just meaningless sex. You want an emotional connection. Yeah, you want but, a relationship. Yeah, but when you're horny, you're horny. Like I feel like like that word that it should be your heart else. horny. You're not normal horny. You're horny for heart emotions. Horny. Heart horny. You want a relationship. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say that one's like the 80s. Oh, 2020. No. Okay. Oh, really? Oh yeah. New. Oh wow. All right. Last one. Okay. The Royal Shaft. The Royal Shaft. Ah, uh, the Royal Shaft. That's what they call um, the Prince's Golf Clubs. The Prince's Golf Clubs? <laughs> yep. Okay, use it in a sentence. You think that's the slang term? The slang it's term. Specifically just for the Prince's Golf Clubs. Yeah, yeah specifically the driver. <laughs> um, the PGA Taurus is coming up. Mate, go get the Royal Shaft. All right, that was terrible. Uh, the Royal Shaft, a great destructive unfair act oh like a shaft like you shafted me not a shaft you got royally shafted yeah royally shafted you knew you knew that's like the early 2000s no it's in the 70s really yeah at least it started in the 70s i feel like people use that now i was gonna say i feel like i I feel like i definitely definitely, said that in middle school that definitely could be used now for sure definitely said that in middle school when in the early 2000s well you may not have won but you learned a lot matt i did i learned i learned quite i did more i did better than i thought i was gonna do you did do better than i thought than than we thought and you came out with goat you know you taught us a little bit of it i'm a giver man yeah i'm just i'm just here for that emotional connection i'm just heart horny oh what dalton i'm a a giver man (laughs) i'm a giver man hey bro what's your bag What's what's your fucking bag bro 
All right. <laughs> now we're going to get into our next segment. I just got royally when shafted. Up. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> One of our signature segments. The, the boys' room. And this is where we come to our boys. Oh, what's up? <laughs> Ask me <laughs> some advice. <laughs> Your boys. We give them some situations. We get some answers. Here's the first one. My husband called our 14-year-old daughter a C-word for refusing to sit down and have dinner with us. What's their relationship like? We're wow. going to find out right now. So the daughter is picky when it comes to food. Ah, what a... Con- <laughs> so because of that uh she doesn't sit with us at the table too often especially if i'm cooking something she doesn't like uh she'll just have leftovers or something and so my husband's had a problem with how uh she's been behaving lately now i said it's normal teenage stuff but he insisted she's getting more and more disrespectful each time and needs to just get over it and eat with us so he was watching a hockey game and sitting eating dinner at the table. Kept asking where our daughter was, why she's late, talking about more discipline, how she disrespects table manners. And I said, hey, if you care about table manners, put your phone away. So then he ignored her for a couple minutes. And then he shouted for her to come down. And then the daughter comes to the top of the stairs and is looking down and starts asking, hey, what'd you make for dinner? What'd you make for dinner? And he's like, no, come down to the table. He looked at her and said, what's your bag? Yeah, and she's like, uh, what? Uh, and then so she tells the daughter that she made whatever. She's had a, made a face, said that's not her favorite, and asked for some leftovers. Um, and was about to get the leftovers out of a fridge when the husband, when my husband stopped me and told me to put it back in the fridge. Said, oi. <laughs> and then our daughter can have some respect and sit and eat what was on her plate. Uh, the daughter said she's fine with leftovers. And... <laughs> And he said, no, sit at the table and eat. <laughs> she said, no. I said he needed to drop drop it. And then he lashed out at me for saying, saying I'm teaching my daughter to think it's okay to act like a see you next Tuesday. <laughs> like a Which is what she was doing right then. And that I was spoiling her rotten is what he kept saying. Nice. Daughter immediately ran upstairs and started crying. I yelled at him he for what he called her. Cut. <laughs> and told him it was unacceptable and wrong to do that. There are other ways to address the issue, but name calling is never okay and is considered verbal abuse. Yep. Yes. <laughs> uh, he got more upset and argued that he's just trying to get her to show some respect. I don't think that's the way and to go about it, And that instead of backing him up, I chose to pick a fight over something he said in the heat of the moment. Nice. Now the daughter's hurt and crying and don't think she'll ever forget that her dad called her that. That's not something you forget. <laughs> it's kind of hard to forget that one. He took his plate, his phone. Told me to give him a break and then went to eat in the living room. He hasn't apologized and says apologizing will make her think it's acceptable. Uh, how do I deal with this shit? All right. Oh, look, first fuck, of all, dude, this guy's just tired of getting royally shafted by his daughter. <laughs> all right. And he's clearly food horny, not, not heart horny. Right not now. pog. Not pog. That totally pog. not pog. Not, not, pog, not pog. That is not a pog, pog moment. <laughs> how many of our fucking words can we use in one sentence? Know. Yo, he called his daughter a cunt. Yeah. He straight up called his daughter a fucking cunt. Yes, Dalton. How rude is that? Very rude. Oh, my God. I feel like you're just using this. I know. It is literally like, keep saying it's like the story of my dad. My, I dad, don't, my dad used to have a, a, a neighbor named Richard. So my dad used every opportunity. He saw him to say, hey, dick, just to say the word dick. That's what Dalton's doing right now. Okay. Well, I just think it's really fucked up that he called her a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um... 
what 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 do you do if can you imagine being that stubborn like you as know a, as the kid or the dad dad being like you do know you, okay, first of all do you think any of what the dad's feeling at all is, has merit absolutely okay yeah i think there's a way to fix it there there comes a time when your child is for the record when i say his feelings are justified his actions aren't but like he's yeah, I want to make that very clear. Yeah, no way am I supporting calling your daughter that at all. Um, <laughs> but unless they're, unless they're doing it, man. <laughs> but uh, like, there comes a point where like your kids don't want to hang out with you and they don't want anything to do with you. Like as teenagers, now there, I believe there should be a level of respect. Like now, traditionally, it's you know sit down at the dinner table with your family and this and that. But like as a parent, you feel that you're losing this connection with your kid and you don't really know what to do. And you have these memories of, I bet you they were probably close when, when she was growing up and now he's having a hard time relating and connecting. So like, mm-hmm. at least if they can sit down at the dinner table together, they can have a, a, a quote unquote forced conversation, but you know, he can still spend some time with his daughter. Right. And I think this, this scenario is a boiling point for a lot of other things. I don't think it's necessarily like this like one incident that she was like, uh, what are you making for dinner? I think it's just a culmination of a lot of things. It just happened to form a four-letter word that you should never say. To a little girl. Just in general. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with Matthew, though. I think that there's a lot of underlying tones for this one. I think there's a, probably some problems in the relationship. Um, it seems like they have a very big different uh ver- like values in parenting um i just like i i don't i can't relate to this in any way so i don't know how to like i don't know how to come at this i don't know it's very different if matt never wanted to eat any food you made i would have more food you wouldn't have a problem with him no not at all not even a little bit I think it's a different dynamic, though, because he has no power over you. Yeah. I have power over Matt. No, you don't. I'll, I'll look at him, and he just cries. No. I now, saw it here. So what is the compromise? Before we get into how to deal now with with the aftermath of this, what's the compromise, I guess, to try and make the daughter and the dad both happy with the situation? The compromise. Uh, the compromise. I, I think that I think they both need to understand where the other is coming from, which I don't think is going to happen. Like I, he's if this is how he's acting over this, I I can assume that he's probably very much like it's my way or the highway. Like he doesn't want to to compromise I mean, at all. That's the vibe it definitely gives off. Yeah, you know, and I could be wrong. Like this could just be like the one incident. He could be trying to compromise a thousand different ways, but it's like, okay, if you don't want to eat, like you don't have to eat what we make if you don't like it, but I just want you to eat with us. Yeah. Like that, that's the compromise. It sounds like she was going to, she was going to take a different dinner. Well, the, the, the post said that she heats leftovers. She heats leftovers and eats them in her room. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, Teenage years are so weird. Not that I am advocating or being okay with, you know, disrespecting your parents or anything, but you know, it's, I think they just need to talk and just like we say almost every single week communicate, but I have a feeling that it's going to be very hard, especially after this. So 
Yeah, there's gonna be some resentment in there, and be a little fucked up for a while. Yeah. Hopefully he figures it out. I don't know. I you, I can't imagine. It seems like it's. It, I feel like it's hard to have a kid in general. Do so you think like, there's an answer before needing to go to family therapy? Say sorry. Yeah, apologize and talk about it. Expl- explain why you were so frustrated that you used the one word you should never call your daughter. <laughs> he just he literally did the one word <laughs> that you should never call your daughter. <laughs> there's like there's like three words you shouldn't call your daughter, yeah. and he chose like the worst <laughs> one. <laughs> What an asshole. All right. Well, here's the next one. You guys ready? My My boyfriend, uh, he's 21, and he likes MILFs. Amen. Oh, yeah. I assume most guys do, but he really does. Nice. I'm only two years older than him, but he doesn't care. It's just an interest for him. Not everything, but not everything... But a lot of what we do involves a friend's mom or a teacher role play. Uh huh. Right on. Okay. Anyway, this is kind of stupid and petty, but it always makes me uncomfortable when he's around my mom. <laughs> She's married and he's not a creep, so there's no threat or anything. I just feel uncomfortable. She's like an older version of me, and I can see with the way he looks at her, sometimes he acts like a kid with a crush. Now, yeah. I doubt it's anything purposeful. I just wish I could control looking at him when he's around my mom. Like he said, she looked beautiful at my dad's birthday yesterday and did that thing where he pretended like she was 30. These are normal things, but with the context of his kink, I just end up feeling upset for no reason. I tried to bring it up twice. The first time he laughed it off and the second time oh. he got pissed. Is there anything I can do or is this just to live with it? Sometimes this happens kind of thing. What are um, you going to say, Matt? So the the sense I didn't understand at first, I know Dalton didn't either, is that like he did the thing where he pretended like he thought she was 30. But that is like, oh, wow, like 30 never looks so good when she's clearly not 30. Like, like she's definitely way older. Oh, uh, yeah. But doing, they complimenting her. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. then this is the, the. What did you the, think it meant? I don't I, know. I didn't know. I did, that was going to be my question. Like, was that part of the like role play with like, his she girlfriend? Has to be 30 years old. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, no, this this is a conversation that needs to be had. Like, they need to talk about and it. And it's try, but it's ha- tried to be had twice. That's just, I don't know. I don't know because it's such a you. I, I think boundaries need to be met with like there's a fine line between you know your kink and your relationship with my mom is shouldn't it be together? And you know he has he she has to be like I noticed you doing these things. I would appreciate if you stopped. If not, then like I don't really want you coming to my family parties anymore mm-hmm. if you're checking on my mom and not me the whole time. Yeah. That's kind of wild. That his kink is taken to that level. Yeah, I think know? that there needs to be boundaries like with each other and even with him with his own like, you know, relationship with the stuff like. And it, it would probably be okay if he just didn't say anything to her on the way back. Like, didn't say anything to the mom. Like, no compliments. Just be like, oh, good to see you. Normal. Just normal. Compl- just have a n- yeah, normal have conversation. A normal relationship. Yeah. No need to throw in things like that if if uh if you know what makes somebody uncomfortable or you know it's your kink you know you don't think or or even just like don't role play with the kink for a while to make your partner like comfortable with that like it's fun to do that but that's not the only way that i need it you know what i mean like like we can go in and out as as we see fit we can stay in it as long as we want we can do it without it like i think there needs to be a boundary um of 
sexual sexual relations within a kink aspect but then also to like sexual relations like with your partner like just as them all right you guys ready for the next one yeah we got number three right here my boyfriend and i have been together for three and a half years now he's the heaviest sleeper i've ever met and he used to sleepwalk a a lot but he's only sleepwalked a handful of times throughout our relationship he talks a lot of gibberish whilst asleep too and in the most recent one he was aggressively adamant that he was going to go to the park naked and called me a bitch and pushed me to the floor when I tried to stop him. I couldn't wake him up at all. He misses alarms a lot and is often so deeply asleep that I can literally push him to the end of the bed and he will not awaken. He will chat nonsense at me though and it can be rather nasty. I fear that there could be a fire or an emergency that he just wouldn't wake up and I'm, being, I'm fed up of being told abusive things. Half an hour ago, I was told to Dalton. Fuck off. Is, she, is, is he British? Yeah, yeah he is now. <laughs> uh, leave him Fuck alone. Off. Go away. I don't want you. And. Cunt. We're trying to wake him up so that he could tell me his work alarm time as he'd fallen asleep and forgotten to put it on. I do tell him when he's been particularly bad and he apologizes, but he also thinks I should just get on with it because it's not actually him saying these things. It's his sleep version. (laughs) (laughs) It's starting to wear me down. I want to be with him, but I can't stand how he is when he's asleep and I share a bed with him. Uh, That's rough. That's wild. This this is a rough one. He's mean. (laughs) He's so mean. I mean, I've, I've definitely been that sleeper that has thrown some punches. Yeah, I won't lie. I've thrown a kick or two. I punched. I've done that. Yeah, and I've been told, but like, never. I've never like. I'm I'm a big talker. I'll, I'll like mumble and say random shit. I mean, you've you've verbally abused Matt. Mm-hmm. When in the apartment when you slept three feet away from me? How? Because you would wake me up, Matt. 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 What, Dalton? You fu- I can't believe you fucking did that to me, dude. Are you kidding me? That's right not now? verbally abusing you, dude. Well, I what? was go- I was going through some trauma with you then. It woke me up. It kept me up at night. It kept my sleeping oh, version up. You were asleep. My sleeping version was awake and it was feeling my emotions. Your sleeper version was very active. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a interesting time for both of us. But <laughs> I think that for this guy in particular, um, I think this would be interesting to do like. What kind of therapy is it? Um, hip hypnosis therapy to see if he can find the reasons why he thinks like that. Maybe he holds a lot of resentment towards her, mm-hmm. but he holds it all deep, in, like deep inside, that it can only come out when he's sleeping. That's the only time he's un like not Aware. conscious of what he's doing, and he just probably feels comfortable enough because he's like, oh, it's my sleep version. Like he has an excuse, so like it feels like it starts to come out. Ah, he's made he's made like a a thing in his head saying yeah. it's not me. But it's, a, it's his subconscious. He's but not pretending to be asleep yeah. so that he can say these things. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely think he's asleep, asleep. But I think I think hypnosis, hypno, hypnotic, hypnosis, hypnosis, whatever that therapy is, I think it'd be really good for him. Yeah. Or I think he should meditate or like ask himself why those are the things that are coming up in his sleep. Not just yeah, don't, uh, don't, not blow ju- her don't just, yeah, don't just blow her off because you're sleeping. Like that's, there's reasons. That's crazy, man. That's real gnarly. That's like some legit shit right there. Do you think? Uh, do you think she, they should get like a second bed, like a second bed, or or? or no, or I think he needs to fucking take a look at himself in the mirror and figure out what the problem is. He can't do that because he's sleeping. Ah, you do when he's awake. 
Mm, all right. Well, our last one. I'm a 30-year-old female, and I have a PhD in a STEM field. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, science, science, technology, technology engineering, engineering, and math. math. I would have never put those three together. So it's another years. acronym. <laughs> okay. I make six figures, but I live way below my means. And I live minimalistically, and I'm not materialistic in the slightest. And she's very humble, guys. Uh, I've been trying to date online for two and a half years now, and I've gone on probably over 100 dates now. The only men that seem to want a second date are extremely successful and high-achieving men, i.e. doctors and lawyers. These men don't seem like they make good husbands because their egos are high and they're super materialistic. So, for example, last week I went on a date with a surgeon who has a $140,000 car. He told me how much it's worth. And he's obsessed with. He keeps texting me wanting a second date. The normal guys that I feel would make good husbands pretty much never want a second date with me. Last week, I also went on a date with a software salesman. And I thought it went well, but he never texted again. I also went on a date with a dental student. I really liked him a lot, but he never texted either. I can't help but feel like guys are intimidated by me. How can I do better in the future so men don't feel that way? <laughs> she thinks they're intimidated. And is there anything I can say to the dental student that maybe will help my case? I really liked him. So first question, do you think that she's intimidating or do you think it's something else? I think she's bad at dating. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I What do you what's the vibe you get off of this po- like off of the way she's writing this? I don't know. I don't I don't know where the right people to ask for that. Thirty year old female. She has a PhD in the STEM field and makes six figures. What? I mean, yes, that I I can I could see how that's like intimidating for a dude that isn't isn't living that lifestyle, right? They're not rich, they're not making six figures, they're maybe working minimum wage jobs. Yeah, like that's that sucks, but you know, if they don't if they don't have that ego to school like mindset, they should be fine. Like I, I so I have two like thoughts. Like one, if this is true, like everything she's saying, right? Like this isn't just her perspective and it's actually like delusional. It's like I don't think she should change to appease yeah. some some guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't think she should change any like I think she'll find somebody who's just gonna take time. Um but at the same time I can understand from a guy's perspective how if you're on a date with somebody and they're incredibly successful and they do all this stuff, like it might make you feel belittled. Like I can 1000% uh-huh, see that. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and like Dalton said, like if you're somebody that has the ego and you need to be the breadwinner and all this stuff, like, you know, then yeah, that's clearly not going to work. But I'm curious as to how she speaks about all of this. Yeah. It, I, well, that's, that's my question is if you're not getting to a second date, and the reason you think you're intimidating is because you are making six figures and um, have a PhD in the STEM field. Like, how are they find that? Doesn't necessarily yeah. seem like first date info. Uh huh. Yeah. So I think that's my question: is like when they're they're discussing these things. One, how is it coming up? Two, is she saying it in a way that is like backhanded compliments like 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 she still has an ego even though she yeah she she doesn't think she has everyone everyone has an ego yeah and usually like the people that swear they don't have the biggest ones and it's like like or the people well do you think then that's what keep going sorry so so like the way she's saying it the way she's translating in her head is probably like 
you know, like, yeah, I, um, you know, I, I make good money. Um, I live like well below my means, blah, 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 blah. But I can still like, you know, well below my means is still like a, a Porsche and, you know, I could really pay for this dinner if we wanted to. I could actually buy the whole restaurant. But like, I just don't do those things because like, I'm just so minimalistic. Like, that's just not ma- me. Materialistic things don't matter to me, even though I could have them all. That, that's kind of what it strikes me as. And that's right? why, that's why that's my first thought. Like. And, and, that's, and why, that's, that's an extreme version. That's obviously. why my first thought after the first two sentences is, and she's super humble. It's yeah. Cause it sounds like the kind of thing where it's like, Hey, we can totally split this meal. Uh, I mean, I have no problem covering it. You know, like I, I can definitely, I definitely, you know, make enough. But you know, we can do that. Yeah. Um, or, or um, dental school is super interesting. I remember when I went through it when I was sixteen. Like it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like might be things like that. And it, it, it also too, they might just not be into her. Like there are some people that just come off too aggressively. And they just might it, – it, it that can scare people off where they might, you know, they're 16 steps ahead and you're like, I haven't even gotten my I drink. I'm still trying to – yeah. <laughs> like what? Some people move quick. And, I mean, if she's been on all these dates, she has to stop looking at the person she's dating and start looking at herself. Like what is she doing that's not – but and, and it, it would I, be cool if she could ask that. Like that's ask kind of what guys. she is. You, that's kind of yeah. what she's doing. I would ask. I, the, yeah, I ask the dude. Especially yeah. like the dental guy because at least if you ask the dental guy – one, you get to have a conversation with him, right? Uh-huh. So you get to talk to him again. But then two, you can get his perspective and then, you know, either A, he's going to be like, okay, like, cool. I can like, you open up that line of communication from that point. Yeah. There's, you know? there's a new, there's a new level of trust yeah. built right there. And hopefully he's honest. And it, and it shows, I think for the, the dude, it would show that she's trying to understand. She's trying for something. What little it is, she's trying for it. And so that could mean a lot to him too. And who knows? Maybe the guy. Maybe she's just not the guy's type. The guy's like, nah, like I, I don't want that. She thinks too much. But the rich guys do want second dates. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. So why would the rich guys want second dates and not? Maybe because it's a challenge to them. They're not. They're not phased by it. Which again, if the rich guys want second dates, I can almost guarantee you she's bringing it up in a way that makes everybody feel like you know, like oh, like. She's not as humble as she's making it out to be. It's probably the backhanded compliment type of thing. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, then, because if if that's the biggest factor is the people that already have all the materialistic stuff and don't care how something gets paid because they know they can cover it, you know, they know they can give her the lifestyle that she can afford if she's pitching it, even though she says it's like minimalistic. For the people that you know can't necessarily do that or are on their way. If they're the only ones that are doing it, they she might be like speaking about the lifestyle that she lives or wants in a way where he's like, "Well, I can't, I don't fit into that. That's just not where I'm at right now." You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's it's it's intimidating. It's scary. It's um, and it's a lot to take in for a first date. I think she's very forward on her first dates. It seems like. Yeah. So it could be a big turnoff. Who uh, knows? What we do know, Dalton, is what you're squaring up with this week. Dude, oh my god. So I've been wearing rainbows every day since last Wednesday. Um, I've been told to break them in and I've been told it's a it's a rough experience. Um now from you know, from veteran rainbow wearers, they have told me many things to do. Um I have not listened yet. I should. Um and they are painful. Um it hasn't gotten better. Still hurts. 
my feet hurt. My heels hurt. It's not really forming to my feet. It's, I feel like it's taking forever, and this is way longer than it takes for any other shoe that I've ever had in my life. So this is a challenge, and I'm working through it. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm squaring up with. What about you, Matt? Squaring up with flies. There's been a lot of flies in my house recently, and they're very annoying. And I had a meeting the other day, and I could hear the fly buzzing around. The lousiest, the noisiest fly that I've ever heard of in my life. Could everyone else hear it? I don't know. No Probably idea. wasn't that loud. Yep. So that's what I'm squaring up with this week. What about you, Cheese? What are you squaring up with? I'm squaring up with uh, the Presta valve. It's a specific, it's a special type of bike mm. pump valve. Yep. That uh, is not the normal one that every every other bike in the world uses. It's like a, it's oh, like yeah. a performance one. And so it needs its own special type of pump uh-huh. that uh, maybe I don't have yet. So nice. we have to go out. Before we bought an adapter for it, I was stuck with a, a flat, tire flat tire on the beach. So, <laughs> so if you're at the beach and you saw some crazy dude riding around with only his front wheel on the ground, that was our producer. That was probably Nollying. David. Nollying, buddy. That was D-Rod likes to nolly, man. Matt, what's your woe dude? My woe dude of the week. Uh, oh. Is that Australia has these damn birds that attack your neck? We never got into that, and it's the most terrifying video I've ever seen in my life, and it's literally my worst worst nightmare. So I totally forgot that you hate birds. I hate birds. Yeah, that's it, uh, it. Honestly, was very they're called intense. Australian magpies, and there's this video of this lady, and she has a helmet on, and she has these branches that protect the back of her neck because I guess if you ride your bike through where their nest is at or their territory, they come up and they attack you from behind. And they always go for the neck. And they literally kill people. So this lady wanted to find a way to stop them. So she had two ideas. One, helmet with some branches in the back. And it stopped them from like attacking her. Or at least they didn't actually get to her. The second one was to draw eyeballs. The eyeballs looked Dude, like boobs. I feel like they would have worked if they were googly eyes. Maybe? Oh, yeah. Thousand if they were googly eyes, that would have worked. Drawing the eyeballs. And first of all, they look like tits. They didn't look like eyeballs. You cannot tell. So I think if she drew them, if she used googly eyes, I feel like that would have worked. And she was getting attacked. So then she's riding the bike and you see this bird come flying <laughs> out and they're freaking just like bunking her on the yeah, head. Yeah, it thunk, was thunk, so thunk, fast, dude. It's insane. Yeah. I could see how it would kill people. Yep, that's It makes up. sense. And not even just like the bird itself, but like getting hit and then swerving into traffic and getting hit by a car. Could yeah. Totally see that. Definitely wear a helmet on Australia. For sure. But Don, what got, what's your woe, dude? Oh, I just had the um, Impossible Burger from Burger King. Nice. Um, let me tell you guys, it's possible yeah. to eat it. It's really good. Nice. I really liked it, and uh, I've never really had anything like that before. So I was very, I was nervous, but like so hungry. So it worked out. It was delicious. What about you, David? What got you? What got you, woe dude? <laughs> what got you, woe dude of the week, dude? <laughs> uh, starting the violin and seeing how nuanced like an instrument can be. Nice. There's so many different factors that go into do you, it. Do you enjoy that like, process? Yeah. Yeah, like the very like the beginning steps of like learning it all. Oh, I don't know about that. It's satisfying <laughs> to when you get when you get it. Yeah. But like, it's such a small percentage of the time that like it's gonna take a while to. Uh, not want to quit because it sounds so bad. How many instruments do you okay. play now? I don't know. Uh, guitar, technically ukulele, bass, piano, piano and violin. I wouldn't say I play. I'm still a beginner at piano. You're good at piano. I like you on piano. Um, I can play stuff if I practice it a lot and just memorize it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Matt, what do you what do you what's your uh, 
We got me stoked this got week. Got you stoked this week. <laughs> I bought a Venus flytrap. Yes. I bought a Venus flytrap. With the best name. And then I named it Hydra because it has. No, a, you gave it a girl name. I named it Hydrita at one point, but I was like, eh, nah, Hydra. So it's Hydra because it has a bunch of little mouths that come out, and I got it because I'm tired of squaring up with flies. So hopefully, apparently, Is that really what you got I swear it? to God. Um, and so, I don't think that's going to catch a lot of flies, dude. No, so what they do is they release this nectar that the flies are attracted to, so they go over to it, and then they, lay, they land in the mouth, and then the thing goes. Should you put it in a different casing, you think? Yeah, I'm going to have to buy like this little like glass globe. Uh. Okay, so, right on, right on. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, David, what got you stoked this week? What got me stoked was the beach. It was the first beach weekend of the year. Nice. It's officially summer, baby. It's uh, summer, baby. shown by last week's tank tops. Dude, hell yeah. Shouty uh, tally to the farmer tan. You want to talk about those for a couple seconds? Damn, I, David said it was fine. David said we look fine. David, uh, We asked David. We said, David, do we look okay? And David goes, you guys look fine. Don't ever trust David when he says anything. Because Dalton's very mad. I was in shock about how bad we looked, and David goes, you look fine. I don't ever trust you anymore, ever again. You look fine right now, too. No, shut up. Shut up, because, bro, I didn't know it was that bad. What What are you talking about? Our farmer tans. We look like, what, what, how, what, you can't even explain it. It was ridiculous. And now I got to lay out on the weekends just so I get a little bit of color on me. Oh, no. You have to tan? <laughs> Dude, it's so boring. You have relax. to lay down. Just take a nap. No. I get bored after 10 minutes. It's hard. Okay. So I'm going to wear a lot of tanning lotion. Nice. And just freaking lather that bitch up. There you go. Be out of the first of many beach trips. It's going to be a good time. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Don? What guy you stoked? Uh, is his name Bo Burnham? Yep. Yeah, Bo Burnham's a uh, special on Netflix. Just it's just so good. I don't know what it was about it, but it just it was uh really cool. It's just very different that you get to watch and just see somebody just let their own artistic views kind of push them to where they want to go with no distractions because it was COVID. So the way it was written and directed and it was all by him. It was just his little project that he was able to do. Um, he did it all himself. Oh yeah, yeah. So much respect to that guy. You you could tell he went through it. So it was it was very uh, cool and uplifting to watch. Cool. All right, everybody. If you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for your time. Go ahead and leave us a five star rating and review wherever you are listening to this. And if you are here watching us on YouTube, thank you so much. Go ahead and click the subscribe button down below and the bell notification icon in the corner, just so you know whenever we upload these videos. And until next week, everybody stay safe. I'm Drum and I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.